Welcome to the Ready to Buy podcast. The podcast for busy young professionals like you to help get yourself and keep yourself ready to buy your dream home and keep your finances in shape. We know just how daunting it can feel, which is why over the coming weeks and months, we'll be discussing and simplifying moving, mortgages and money whilst hearing from some industry experts to help build your knowledge, understanding and confidence to be in the best shape you can be. The Ready to Buy podcast is brought to you by me, Mark Humphrey of MHC Mortgage and Protection Limited. And with over 20 years of experience in the mortgage industry, we help and support people like you buy their homes on a daily basis. We are passionate about making the process simple, easy, hassle and stress-free for all of our clients and we'll be sharing our knowledge, experience and loads of useful hints and tips throughout the series. You can find out more about us at mhcmortgages.co.uk and to make sure you never miss an episode you can subscribe at any podcast app out there including of course Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts and Amazon. Welcome to today's episode. What is affordability and how does it affect me? Well, it might sound like a really simple concept, and ultimately it is. When we think about affordability or is something affordable, can we actually afford it? And in a mortgage context, that's what we're going to explore today. And that's something that I do for clients on a daily basis. Now, the concept of affordability in the mortgage world is a relatively new term and concept and something where I started back in the early noughties in mortgages, it wasn't a thing. Historically, it was a case of income multiples determined how much you could borrow when you went to your bank or you went to a broker to organise a mortgage. And back in those days, it used to be generally two and a half times your combined income, if there were two of you, or three times your income if you were a sole applicant, if you were applying by yourself. Now, as we've said in past podcasts, with the explosion of house prices in the last 25, 30 years, the need to have greater affordability really has come to the fore. Now, there's been an awful lot of regulation in this industry since I started in the early noughties. Back then, it was the Financial Service Authority, the FSA, and More recently, it was renamed the FCA, the Financial Conduct Authority, and affordability was introduced. Now, affordability goes a step further than simply looking at income multiples, which is quite a crude measure of how much you can borrow. And whilst lenders still use income multiples that sit behind the scenes, there's very much more emphasis placed on the affordability on a monthly basis. So how much is coming in each month and how much is going out. And with the regulation, there are a lot more rules that lenders have to abide by. And so in very simple terms, when we think of affordability, it's your income minus your outgoings. And so when it comes to income, there are so many different types of income and parts to your income that you might have. And so in the most easy and simple example, you might be an employee, you might get a basic salary that's fixed, no other income. 
that really is quite straightforward. But when we start to look a bit more in depth at your situation, it might be that you get an annual bonus or you might get monthly or quarterly bonuses or commission. There might be some overtime. There might be some allowances. There could be so many different parts. And I see it on a daily basis with clients that I help. And that's just if you're employed. If you're self-employed, again, your income is going to come from your business. You could be a sole trader. You could be a limited company. Very, very many different types of income. And then when we take a step further, if you've got children, there might be child benefit. There could be tax credit income. If you've separated, there might be some maintenance coming in. So there's all sorts of different income potentially coming into your household and every lender will take an ever so slightly different view of that income. So it might be they'll include all of it. It may be they'll include certain bits they'll ignore. And it might be that they'll take a certain percentage, for example, half of your annual bonus they might take. So there's lots of different rules and ways that lenders can apply those rules. And the same when it comes to your outgoings as well. The most obvious ones maybe when we think about outgoings tend to be our credit commitments. So it might be if we've got a loan, if we've got car finance, credit cards, store cards, those types of commitments. But again, if we've got children, it's likely, particularly with young children, I've been there, I've put three children through nursery, it's an expensive business. And so childcare costs are a, a very important factor to take into account. If you've separated, like we said, it may be that you're actually paying out maintenance for children if they're living with your ex-partner. Travel. If you're commuting into, for example, where we are in Kent, if you're commuting into London, your train ticket, particularly if it's on the high speed, could be hundreds each month. And also your household expenditure as well. If you think about all of the household bills, very topical because we know energy prices are increasing in 2022 as we are now, but all sorts of things that you'll pay for on a monthly basis that maybe you don't even think about even down to your internet, down to your council tax, water rates, all sorts of things. You'll find lenders will tend to use the Office of National Statistics data, so the ONS data, when they factor in a lot of these. So that will tend to take an average. For example, if you're a household with two adults, two children, they may use the ONS data to allocate a certain amount of spending and look at the average rather than looking at each individual part for you. As you can see, with affordability, there's so many factors when they look at your income and they look at your outgoings. And ultimately, what is left is the important figure to them because they will start to see what is left after all of those things. Is it sufficient for your mortgage payment? And not just is it sufficient for your mortgage payment now, but what if rates increase We've had periods of historically low interest rate for quite some time. And sooner or later, rates may rise. And if rates rise, your monthly payments are going to rise for your mortgage. So they'll build in a stress test. So whilst you may think, actually, I can afford £800 a month now, lenders look at it slightly more pessimistically and say, well, what if rates increase? Can you afford £1,100 £1, a month? Because that could be a very real thing in the future. With lenders, when they're looking at you as a proposition, when they're looking at will they lend you money, two main things really come out of it. And it's their thought process is quite helpful to understand, I think. And 
you as a borrower, your affordability is one of those. We've already seen there's so many factors that go into that. But also credit risk is something as well that they'll factor in. Really important. And ultimately, that's them making a decision or essentially gauging the risk of you as a borrower not paying it back. And so they'll look at all sorts of data that they've got for people in similar situations to you historically. They'll look at your credit file and to assess all those things. So hopefully that's been a really good insight into a lender's perspective. And when we talk about affordability, it's not just that simple. Uh, There are so many things that go into it. And as we always say on the Ready to Buy podcast, lenders look at you through an ever so slightly different lens to each other. So there's no standard policy for anything. There's always a, a bespoke policy from a lender that looks at you through their own lens that could be completely different to the lender, for example, next door, if we're talking about high street lenders. Definitely not a silly question. Each episode, we like to answer a question that I might have been asked this week, because something we don't know, no matter how big or small, particularly when it comes to money, mortgages and finance, will cause unnecessary stress. So I say to all of my clients, they're really genuinely are no silly questions. So the question I've been asked this week is... I've got a loan that I intend to pay off before the new mortgage starts. Will this affect my affordability? Now, that's a really good question, and it will depend on the lender. And so, for example, the majority of lenders, if you've got a loan that won't be there going forward, i.e. when the new mortgage starts, the majority of lenders will tend to ignore it. So it won't affect your affordability calculation. Whereas there are a number of lenders that would include that payment for that credit commitment simply because they've done their research and historically, whilst a lot of people intend or say they intend to repay debts, don't necessarily do it. And so when they've gone back and checked, maybe six months down the line, debts that were supposed to have disappeared are still there. So some lenders take a slightly more sceptical view and may include it and reduce your affordability accordingly, whereas for many others, it would be removed essentially from the affordability considerations and calculations. If you have a question you'd like to ask anything at all, please contact me, Mark Humphrey, via inquiries at mhcmortgages.co.uk. Not only will I answer your question nice and quickly, but I promise I'll try and share your question in future episodes, as you can be sure you'll not be the only one that's thought of that question. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can help us reach and help many, many more people like yourself by leaving us a five-star review on whichever platform you get your podcast and by sharing the podcast on your social media channels. Now, we spoke in part one about what affordability is and some of the factors that make it up. And I thought it would be really helpful to share some examples with you, really to bring it to life and help demonstrate how it works in practice. And so, for example, I'm going to introduce 
Joe and Sam. They're a, a young couple that currently live together. They're renting. Joe's 29 and an accountant earns £30,000 a year. And Sam is 28. They've been together a number of years. And Sam is an HR advisor, also employed on a basic salary of 25000 For the examples, I've used the HSBC affordability calculator. But as we said, if you speak with a mortgage broker, they'll look at all of your options. But to keep it simple, all of the examples we look at today, we'll use the HSBC affordability calculator. Joe and Sam, as we said, they've been together for a number of years. They don't have any children at the moment. They're in a really good position where they've been prudent and don't have any debts whatsoever. And they've managed to save a 5% deposit. In terms of their outgoings, they've got minimal outgoings. They both work fairly locally and spend about £100 a month each getting to work, which, as we probably know, it's not that much more than a tank, maybe a tank and a half of petrol as it stands right now. And so based on what HSBC will lend them as first-time buyers, they will lend them just short of £247,000, so £50 short of £247,000. And so with the savings that Joe and Sam have put together, they've got just over £13,000 for their deposit. And so along with the mortgage and the deposit, they can look at properties in the region of £260,000. They have got several thousand pounds for their buying costs as well. So that's taken care of as well. So they've worked really hard over the past few years to save that deposit. Ideally, they wanted more than a 5% deposit, but they have cleared a few debts over the past few years as their careers progressed and they've started to earn good money. And so this is the position that they're in at the moment. In terms of the monthly payments that Joe and Sam are looking at, they're looking at taking a mortgage over 35 years. They're in their late 20s. So that 35-year mortgage term would take them into their early 60s and well within their retirement age, which would be fine with most lenders. And they're going to look at a repayment mortgage, which means each month they'll make their payment and it will reduce. And at the end of the mortgage term, it will be completely repaid. Now, to give you a rough idea of what the mortgage payments might be, If we're looking at a rate for Joe and Sam of 2.5%, then their monthly mortgage payment, they'll be looking at around about £885 a month. If the interest rates were around the 3% mark, then they'll be looking around about £950 a month. I can't be too specific with interest rates because, of course, they change on a daily basis. But just to give you a bit of a flavour as to what their monthly payments might be. And so Joe and Sam feel that that's affordable and off they go and start the process and start looking for properties. Now, what they would have also factored in if when they spoke with their advisor, with their mortgage broker, is that they've also looked at other costs to consider. Because as I'm sure you're aware, it's not just the mortgage payment. There'll be other bills, utility bills. So you have gas, electric, water bills, council tax, it's highly advisable to protect themselves as well. So there may be some life cover, there may be some critical illness cover, protecting their income, those types of things as well, along with home insurance, food bills, all those types of things. So they will take that all into account. 
But that works for Joe and Sam. And off they go and they find a lovely home for £260,000 and they buy their first home. Hopefully that's given you an idea of how feasible it can be and what Joe and Sam were able to afford based on their situation. Now, the next example I'm going to give you is Joe and Sam again, but the difference being they'd managed to save a bit more of a deposit. So we said before they were a little bit disappointed that they could only scrape together the 5% deposit, but because they've been renting together, they've been spending money each month, and that was all they could get to. So in our next example, Joe and Sam had actually moved back in with Joe's parents for a period of about 12 months. And in that time, Joe's parents kindly arranged not to charge them any rent. So it meant that they could boost their savings and they worked really hard to increase their deposit. So they managed to get a 10% deposit together. So the situation is completely the same as before, but having that 10% deposit meant that the affordability calculation, as we've looked at again with HSBC, like we said that we would, it's meant that their mortgage potential, based on their same salaries, so 30000 for Joe and 25000 for Sam, means that HSBC will now lend them just over £261,000. They've got a 10% deposit as well. So for round numbers' sake, taking a mortgage at 261000 having that £29,000 deposit means that they can then go and look to buy at 290000 so already just for having that bigger deposit, it's meant that they can borrow probably about 14000 more. And that's really made a difference in terms of the type of property that they're able to find. And so they're delighted with that. Same as before, they had separate buying costs that they'd saved in a separate account. So that was all taken care of, but they'd managed to save that additional deposit. With that slightly higher mortgage, as before, they're still the same age. And so a 35-year repayment mortgage was feasible and borrowing at a rate of 2%, for example, would mean monthly payments around about the £865 a month. Mark, if interest rates were 2.5%, be looking at monthly payments around about the £930 mark. So hopefully those two examples show you the difference that it can make. The only real difference is the size of the deposit. I'd like to move on to our example number three. And this is actually fast forwarding. So Joe and Sam, we really like them. They're really nice people. Five years on, things have changed a bit for them. So they bought their home about five years ago. So Joe's now 34. Sam is 33. They've got two kids. Their eldest, Toby, is four years old. He's just started school. And Lily, their daughter, is three. So Lily is at nursery and being three now it's taken some time but being three she's actually got some free hours childcare through the government initiative and so it's brought down their cost of childcare. but they have got a fair few expenses than they had before the situation for joe and sam is that they've outgrown the home that we helped them buy five years ago they've gone out. They've managed to sell their property and they've done the sums. They've helped, been helped by their mortgage broker and they're going to have about £80,000 in equity. So when I talk about equity, that will be the difference between 
the price they can sell their home for and their outstanding mortgage balance. So they've got £80,000. They're going to allocate between fifteen and 20000 so 20000 to be safe for their buying costs, for their moving costs, which will include stamp duty and solicitor fees, estate agent fees, uh, new valuation, so a number of things, and they'll have gone through that separately. And that's left them with between fifty and £60,000 for their deposit. And they're looking for that forever home. They're not thinking that they want any more children, but they want more space and they want the lifestyle and they want to move to a slightly different area. So with their situation, Joe's career has progressed and so still an accountant and now has a salary of £45,000. Okay, so significantly more than the 30000 five years ago. And Sam is now an, an HR manager, having progressed from an HR advisor role, working part-time, so three days a week, and at home with Lily for two days to help bring up Lily and with the childcare. And the pro-rated salary is 28000 So for three days' work, Sam receives £28,000 a year. So we said that there is some childcare costs involved. So they pay out £300 a month. So over and above the free childcare, they still pay £300 a month for childcare. They've got a car finance this time, and that costs Joe £200 a month. And they've both got about £1,000 on credit cards just for daily expenses. I found, as you have children, your outgoings tend to increase in ways that you, you, you don't even think about. Coming to their situation now, so they're looking at properties. They've got fifty to 60000 so they've got a good deposit towards the next property. So when we're looking at the affordability, we're looking at HSBC again, like we said that we would. HSBC, based on their income and their outgoings, will now lend them £346,750, so just under 347000 So... On top of their deposit, we said they've got fifty to 60000 So using round numbers, they can now afford to buy their dream home at £400,000. They've got their mortgage, which they're looking at taking 345000 and their 55000 will be their deposit. So it's all starting to shape up for Joe and Sam. And because of their ages, so as we said, Joe's 34, Sam's 33, we can still look at a 35-year repayment mortgage because that will take them through to ages 69 and 68 between them. And the majority of lenders will be absolutely fine because it's reasonable that they could work to that age. And who knows, state retirement age, as it stands, is probably 68 for them both. It may well be 69 or 70 by the time they get there. Okay, so we're looking at a 35-year repayment mortgage. And Based on rates that we've looked at for now, looking at a 2% rate for them would mean for a mortgage of 345000 over 35 years would be £1,140. If the rates were at 2.5%, for example, monthly payments would be around about 1230 So that feels very affordable to Joe and Sam. And now is the time, off they go, to go and find that dream home. Whilst these examples aren't based on anyone in particular, they potentially could be real-life examples. And I hope you can relate to that 
and it starts to bring to life what affordability actually is and what can be feasible. And to summarise then what we've talked about today, we've said affordability essentially is quite a simple concept. Can you afford to make your monthly mortgage payments? And that's something that lenders will have their own formulas and, and calculations internally to ascertain, and they'll all be different to each other. And we've also said there will be an element after looking at your income, your outgoings, is there enough money left to afford a mortgage payment, both now and stress testing it if interest rates increased. Okay, we've looked at some examples as well, which hopefully have really brought it to life and shown you what's feasible. And Joe and Sam really aren't an untypical family situation. And helping people on a daily basis with their mortgages, I'd say they really are quite a, a typical young family in terms of their income, their outgoings, and their aspirations for buying their first home and buying their next home. Thanks so much for listening today. I really hope that you've enjoyed the episode and found it helpful. We'd love you to join us next time when I'll be discussing more hints and top tips from the world of money, mortgages and moving. In the meantime, please get in touch if you'd like some help or have a question about your own personal situation. You can contact me at inquiries at mhcmortgages.co.uk and my details will also be in the show notes. Until next time, take care.